Welcome to the Buck and Mike Experience. Experience sports like you never have before. Where the buck stops and the mic drops. Never going to get that Bam. down. Bam. <laughs> the struggles continue. You think like three, four months into the year I have my lines down already. But it happens, you know. It does. But hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, glad for the ones listening there that you're here. And uh, man, what are we? Not a lot this week. No, there's, there's really not a lot of. A lot of stuff going uh, on this week. Just a lot of the, uh, even even the major networks are doing the space filling thing. So you'll, we'll fill on things, touch on some stuff. Probably one of our shorter episodes. Yeah, it'll probably be, be a shorter one. But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated if, or, I mean, you're not, obviously you won't hear it till tomorrow, but Heat could advance tonight. The Heat are up three games or one on the Knicks. Jimmy Butler keeps, you know, doing Jimmy Butler playoff Jimmy things where the team's on his back and everyone else is riding. But it's almost halftime. Knicks are up right now, so we'll keep updates there. Um, we've also got a little, little next week's the draft lottery. It'll happen before we come on the air. So we have a little draft, a uh, little NBA draft, a uh, little mock draft action. We did it for football, so we might as well. Yeah, yeah. Might as well talk on them some. And right now, I mean, we all know who's going number one. Do we know? No, now we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go out and, oh yeah, the seven five Frenchman, seven five. I just found his official height here. Oh, Victor, okay. Victor Wimbenyama, he'll go number one. He'll go to whoever wins the number one pick. Um, if you don't know how basketball's draft works, because one player can literally change your organization. It just can. Um, they do a lottery. It keeps you from just saying, screw this, let's lose. Like, 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 like the, the Mavs did. did. Like the Mavericks. Yeah, it's supposed to do that. But now... Of course, they did it so that they could keep their... Exactly, their because the Mavs draft pick has to fall in the top ten or they lose their pick. It was part of the trade discussion with the New York Knicks. So, looking at the lottery, there's 14 teams involved in the lottery process, and it's only teams... It's usually the teams that don't make the playoffs. Because uh, 16 teams get into the playoffs of a 30-team league. So, the 14 teams that don't make the playoffs... They're the ones that get uh, in that position. So right now, the favorite, <clears throat> the longest, the top three teams all share the number one amount of odds. They all get the same chance to land the first pick in the draft. Um, they actually used to give the worst team the highest odds. They changed that, like, was that three years ago, I think? Yeah. They were like, hey, let's give the first three teams all fair odds just to really drive home the idea of no tanking. So... Detroit had the worst team. They lost five more games than anyone. They were missing Cade Cunningham most of the year, but Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio are your highest odds for number one. Then it's Charlotte, which man, could you imagine Charlotte with Mellow Ball? Because oh, he can, he he's he can yeah. trip to uh, distribute like that length. That would man, that would be, if they can get healthy really around him and get some guys going, Charlotte could turn some things around real quick. Um, Portland's right there. I would say, could you imagine him with Lillard? But I don't think we see Lillard there much longer. He's been very loyal to that city. He has, and I think he's kind of... But I think that he's realizing that he's 33 now, and if he doesn't do something soon, that he's going to miss out on a window. Yeah. And yeah. just don't go into a rapping career. But at the same time, you know, he's he's been one of these guys that have been... Uh, very critical of the super team, so I don't know if he would That's actually... That's also true. He's I don't gotta, know if he would actually go do that. I, I think I think that he might be one of those guys that stays until he just can't do the carry the load. Like, yeah. maybe when he becomes basically a Ray Allen, got to the end of his career where yeah. he's just the catch-and-shoot guy, 
maybe then he goes, okay, I'm going to go be a help guy. Which you see a lot of Hollow. We've seen tons of Hollow. Oh, yeah, movies. yeah. At the end of their Barkley career when they're trying it. to collect the ring. The yeah. mailman did it. Guys that are like, I never got one, damn it. Let's just build Gary a team. Payton. And so we act like, I mean, the only thing, only thing different about super teams now is that there's so much talent in the league. Well, super teams build because they get younger now. Back then, they were making them with old guys. Yeah, so names like, super teams <laughs> now are guys in their prime. Yeah, you're super seeing teams prime back players then were, get together. were guys in their twilight. We say that, though, but right now, like... I mean, the current league really, like, doesn't have any true super teams. Like, what's in the playoffs right now, I wouldn't say any team still in the NBA playoffs is a super team. No. I would, I mean, no. the I, Lakers have a 38-year-old LeBron, so it sounds like it, because you have him I mean, in AD. He's still LeBron. But he's still, exactly, but, he's still but LeBron. But it's he's, LeBron in AD. It's LeBron in AD, and, and, and then a bunch of solid yeah. roll, a, a so, few solid role guys. So, yeah, I would say the, that that's not a... I would say the closest thing to a well, the Suns. super the Suns, yeah. We say, <laughs> but the Suns, it's still Kevin Durant, Booker. They've proven that Aiton isn't going to work with those two because they're right. they're right. not right. utilizing yeah. Aiton or the darn in the playoffs. Yeah, Chris Paul once again hurt in the playoffs. I mean, the Suns literally are banking on getting forty from both of two guys in order to be in a game, but the Nuggets have Joker. Then it's Jamal Murray's good. Then it's Aaron Gordon, solid. Michael Porter Jr., solid. Just solid basketball yeah, players. That, that is true. That is true. There's The Celtics are the same way. Like, you have two really good players, and then you've got a bunch of dudes that are just solid NBA players that can go out and put solid minutes in, and every once in a while, Derek White or Derek Jr. gets you 15. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon gets you 20. The old man is still getting buckets for him. Um, Horford still doing it. So yeah. they've got some guys. Um, yeah, you, you're all right. There's not really an actual, like, I mean, there wasn't really, technically there wasn't really, really a super team yeah, this year. There never has been. Like, it, the thing that we get caught up on at times, I think, is the names of some of these guys when they start getting together. But then we start, forget to look at, like, like the club, honestly, Golden State, you could almost say they're a super team on the base that they still have Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who are likely all three future Hall of Famers. But at the end of the day, they're all in their early to late 30s. Like, Steph's 34 now, 35? Mid, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's still carrying the team. And, Clay's and, been I mean, okay. honestly, I, even, even though you could consider them one, it's hard to consider a team that's like a super team that have – that has come up together, got drafted together. Exactly. Like, like that's it, the it's thing. a little bit different to me than I think building that, it that way and going Kevin Durant. Yeah, wherever Kevin Durant. I is. take their blip on the radar years where they had Durant, and I, I kind of yeah. want to. I try to take those out when I look at them, and I, I understand that that affects the legacy of guys like Steph Curry and Clay and all them who have four titles. Yes, but they were able to win without them. Before and after. And then you start looking at some of the stats that kind of hurt Curry's legacy. The 14, you know, 0 for 14 on shots inside yeah. of a minute to take the lead in a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, we call him one of the greatest shooters of all time. And you just told me he missed 14 big time shots. Like, hit six of those. And that changes the whole narrative. That's less than half. Fifth. Shit, four. You gotta hit the killer it's shot a, to it's count. It's a different it. animal when, exactly. you, when you look at when you look at that consideration, uh, especially when your your coach is Steve Kerr, who 
is known for hitting the big shot at the end of the game. Yeah, Michael and, Jordan. And you know, I there's the other thing I kind of got. We'll get back onto the draft lottery because there's some teams that could be fun and have high decent odds too. But the thing that I've always that always hangs me up on the um, Warriors is that. Kerr gets all the credit for being the good, this great coach for them. And he is a good basketball coach. And maybe I said this before, I can't remember. But we always forget that it was Mark Jackson okay. that so, came out of the booth. He helped pick the roster pick with the GM to build that roster. I know yeah. he was that so, step, and, next and, step guy. And but, that's my, my thing is, is what I think a lot of people are going, why, why are we giving so much love to him but not him when – even though he might have had some input with the GM, it was yeah. still the GM. Yeah, no, no. Like, but I think it's the coaching that's helped. Yeah. But the thing that I wonder is, is that because they were getting better while Jackson was there, like the steps were coming, is why another team never gave Jackson a chance, especially in a league where we see turnover for coaches. Like it's ridiculous how unfair NBA coaches are. Oh yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. We yeah. just watched Booter Holtz get hurt. Booter Holtz get fired. He's yeah. one year, two years from an NBA title, a year from an NBA coach of the year, had the best record in the league. Yes, he did not have a great series against the Bills. He against uh, yeah, the Heat. But John Jonas was out three games of the right. series. Yeah, you don't, uh, you haven't had solid production from uh, your number two guy on the roster all season, Middleton. Middleton, like it's, I don't think it's right. The it was he, it was the, unless there was something inside going on. Yeah. That him and I know that before they won the title, there was whispers that maybe he needed to go. Like before they won the title, the title run kind of saved his job, okay. and it okay. should. Yeah. But no. you can't I just have a hard time saying that we have the best record in the league, and just because your best players hurt and other guys aren't performing, that no, you're not. You're fired. Nick Nurse has been widely seen as one of the best coaches in the league. They they win a title when they had the one year that they had Kawhi, they lose Kawhi, and then they have a bunch of, I mean, Pascal Siakam's good, but he's not like this. Yeah, he's. And, I've always thought he was a little overrated. Yeah, him, Van Fleet, Gary Trent Jr. Like they've had, they've built up a solid core of good basketball players. Like they're a team that maybe the right star player puts them over the top, and they're contending again. That's yeah. And Nick Nurse is like, yeah, look at this, though. I've coached this team to borderline playoffs every year or in the playoffs and fired. Like, it doesn't – I mean, it, they'll get new jobs. They're, they're oh, both, yeah. both of them will be coaching someone next Definitely. year. Definitely. But it's just crazy to me that we just don't give them – like, honestly, I wouldn't want another job. I'd call up the top college program that fires a guy and go, I'm ready to coach college ball. Because – Coach K has proven that as long as you can recruit good, pretty, they ain't going to fire you. Yeah, you're pretty Coach, secure. Coach K hasn't done shit in eight, nine, ten years. I mean, all he does is he keeps bringing in top-near talent. He sends them all to the NBA. The school looks good because they're bringing in these big-name guys. They sell tickets and they win games and make the tournament, but they're not winning championships in Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, they're it's, not. It has been a while. And so I I would look at it and go, okay, I'm going to go coach college ball. It, it's it's not a bad idea. Like, it's not a bad idea because yeah, they're they're getting paid almost yeah, almost as much. You've got guys, and you don't have to worry about the well the drama of of NBA players. And you anymore. can go and play a more old school style of basketball if you want to. You don't have to play a speed and pace game all the time in college. That is you, true. You that look at true. schools like Virginia, Purdue, that'll run through a big man and 
Zach Eadie's he's draft eligible. He's almost was unanimous player of the year. He will probably pull out of the after the combine whenever he realizes that he's going to be a late second round pick if he gets drafted. Because someone at Purdue's NIL contract side of the school is going to go, we'll give you $3 million, play next season. Well, shit, that's more than I'm going to make one year yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. And he'll, he might never make $3 million in the NBA because as much as I would have said I'd love to see him work out, he's 6 seven four two ninety five. He can't sprint up and down the court so, for 30 minutes a night. The other thing that I would think of is uh, on that is uh, the fact that like, if he does that, would that end up hurting him next year well, by getting drafted? So, the, way, if it, if it the way the NBA works is you can co- declare, go to the combine, and if you have a bad combine or you get a feeler that your draft stock's not what you thought it was, they allow you to go back. No, no, no. I'm not, I, I don't mean that. I mean, so, I mean, like, would this affect... Oh, yeah. Every year he gets older, it's going to hurt yeah. his draft stock more. Especially because his game is, for a guy like him... His like I watched his highlight package today because there's a mock the little mock we were talking about shows Oklahoma getting late in the second round which we need a big man and he's everything the opposite of Chet so I like the idea of having a space big body guy in there but every single one of his highlights is alley oop dunk and I don't talk I'm not talking about flying through the air alley oops I'm talking about jump turn just <laughs> jump turn I mean that's what he is he's he's long it, but even that in all the highlight I watched. I don't think I saw a single block shot. And his top highlight reel of the season is 7-4 with monster arms. I don't know if he blocked a shot all season. Yeah, that's that's not good. And so that's kind of like, yeah, just stay at Purdue, score 25. You might, and, you might as well. Yeah, yeah you might as well. and you'll get paid I'm, good. I'm looking at this uh, this mock here, and it actually has him at 60. Yeah, those, so yeah to the Bulls. The, there's, when we get in there, there's a pick that, I don't know if you see his name on that one, but a guy that I really like, I want to see how he does. So, uh, after Portland, we get to Orlando. They have a nine percent chance at the number one pick. Um, they're they're a team that I swear just lands in the middle of the first round every year, gets a bunch of decent guys, and they just can't ever win. <laughs> Indiana, Tyrese Halliburton is a star in the making, so you need to you want to hit something there. Tyrese, if the Pacers were able to pull off number one with Halliburton and Wimbanyama, that would be a If they were able to do that, that I mean, it's doable, though. Like, that's the crazy. It would be a great combination. Then you get to Washington, who Bradley Beal, I would assume, gets out. I think Bradley Beal's getting closer to the same mindset we've talked about with Lillard, except, in my opinion, Beal's much better off the ball anyway. So I think he would go just because he could go to a team that he could still score 30 a night. Um, then you get to Utah, who they've got some decent pieces that they got from the trade of Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and they've got like three picks in the first round. Do they really? Yeah, because they have the Cavs pick from the Mitchell trade, and they have the T Wolves pick from the Gobert trade. So they got they're like Oklahoma. They got darts. The Start throwing darts at the board. Yeah. Uh, then Dallas. Now, that's the one that Dallas has a 3% chance at the pick number one. Now, the way it works is if the 10th pick comes up when they start flashing the cards and it doesn't show Oklahoma or Dallas, because they can't get worse than 10, I, I believe is how they can. I don't think they can get uh, lower. I think they can only go. No, that's wrong. My bad. They can get worse than 10, so they could pick somewhere between 10 and 14. But if it's not, if it's 11 through 14, the pick goes to the Knicks. But if it gets through 
10 and their name doesn't show up, then that means that they automatically fell in the top three somewhere. That's how that works. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, okay. if your team, if they show, like, if New Orleans has the, the uh, is the lowest odds, they're 0.5 to get one, which, goodness gracious, if they got Wimbenyama, they actually have a good core of basketball <laughs> players. Zion, you might pretend to be healthy with that guy. But, um... If the first pick wasn't, then technically if the 14th pick isn't New Orleans, then they would fall in the top three, which that's still a win in their eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then it's Chicago pit is the 11th pick, Oklahoma 12, Toronto 13, and New Orleans 14. So the lottery will be interesting because, like we said, that's kind of how you figure out the um, who's going to go where. Most Everyone says Wimbanyama goes one. This, the real question is who's going to go second. It's going to be the kid out of uh, Alabama, Brandon Miller, that did have some off-the-court issues during the tournament. Does that affect him? I don't know. This says no. What I don't know what yours says. ESPN says he's going two still. Uh, this one has Scoot Henderson going second. And that's uh, You don't know who he is because none of us watch G League basketball, but he's one of the kids that said, <clears throat> I just want to go play in the G League. And play against grown men. I don't want to play college ball. Want to hear what his comp is? Who is it? He's supposed to be really good. I know that. Prom, I just don't know much about him. Prom Westbrook. Well, man. <laughs> Come on, OKC! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so he's an athlete then. I mean... Prom Westbrook and CP3 is is uh, his comps. Good God. If Westbrook could pass like CP3, he'd be the greatest <laughs> point guard of all time. <laughs> yeah, but look at all those assists he has. Yeah, but he also has five turnovers. Again. I love Russ, but he gets going faster than his brain can go sometimes. Or his brain and body will go faster than his passing reactions can go. So on yours, uh, what what do they have the Mavs doing again? With mine, they show the Mavs do get to keep their picks, so it would be 10. And they have them going Taylor Hendricks out of UF, or UCF, a 19-year-old power forward. I wouldn't like it okay. since the Mavs' biggest issue is rebounding. Like, that's a big issue for so, the Mavs. Um, and he's a 6'9 hustle guy. They have him, this one that I'm at NBADraftRoom.com. Uh, they have Taylor Hendricks going to Orlando at number six, and his comp is Antoine Jameson. They have uh, that. Well, I mean, that's not terrible. Then, yeah, that's Antoine, yeah. It's just so, I guess I just feel like they need to get someone but more consistent rebounding-wise. They have uh, the Mavericks taking Jordan Hawkins, the shooting guard out of UConn, who uh, they're comparing to Anthony Simmons. Okay, which I see that I have that one showing that the magic will get it because I guess the oh, magic, so these are just flipped. <laughs> yeah, looks like it. And then it's uh, an with an intriguing shooting guard with a beautiful release on his jumper and a great three point ability. I feel like that's the kind of inside the arc and is a pesky defender. See, and I feel like that's the kind of player Dallas needs. Yeah. If you're not going to get a rebounder, get someone who can catch and fire. Yeah. You need that. The pick out uh, one of the picks I really liked with. Would be the one they have. Like this one shows Grady Dick, the kid out of Kansas. Okay. Really good shooter. I think he was like forty percent from three last year with Rocker Kessler and Lori Markman. Like that, Washington or the Utah Jazz could really turn that, uh, accelerate the rebuild process. Like they could easily add with the guys they already are seeing good growth. And I mean, Walker Kessler came in and outplayed uh, Gobert this season. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's some fun ones. Um, the other thing that was interesting today is that the all-NBA teams got announced. 
And if you don't know how that works, that all NBA teams directly affect your contract. Um, if you get voted all NBA, then you're eligible for Supermax extensions and things like that. And the notable name that's not on the list, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll run you through the teams if you want me to, and you can, uh, if I can find the list, I had it and I closed it by accident. All NBA team. All right. If you can tell me if you noticed the name, and we talked about this because of his some things that happened. First team is Giannis, Luca, Joel Embiid, Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's right. Okay, see, baby. Uh, and then Jason Tatum. Second team is Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Steph Curry, uh, the Joker, Donovan Mitchell. And then third team was De'Aaron Fox, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, Julius Randle, and Demonis Sabonis. What is the name that you can you could say is really sticking out to you outside of Anthony Davis? But he's always hurt. Say, say them again. You got Giannis, Luca, Embiid, J- uh, Gilgis Alexander, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Steph Curry, Nikolai Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, Fox, James, Lillard, Randall, and Sabonis. I mean, Sabonis is the one that sticks out. But as, as being on the team, that's great. But he had yeah, a fantastic uh, season. He deserves it. But De'Aaron Fox is one that well, I wasn't another, really expecting either. The one that's not on there is the one that's fun. And that's John Moran. And he's in line for his extension. And now he cannot get... Oh. John Moran cannot be paid a super max extension as a MVP candidate last year. And was an MVP candidate for most of this season. But because of that little stint of issues that he had... He is now no longer eligible to get a super max extension. <laughs> he's probably cost himself. And I think we've talked about the idea we of this We did being, talk about that. He's literally, that, that strip club night that he threw down however many million, that, or 500000 or whatever it was that night. Yeah. Yeah, it really cost him $40 million because he didn't make all NBA. He, all he had to do was get third team. But De'Aaron Fox got MVP votes this year. Sabonis got MVP votes this year. Damian Lillard, as bad as Portland was, still averaged 32, 4, and 7. LeBron had 29, 8, and 7. I mean, they all outplayed. And they played most of the season for their teams. Yeah. Their teams yeah. are... Most of these guys are still in the playoffs, except the Kings. Like, a lot of money that John Morant leaves on the table. A couple other names that I saw were some... Uh, the snubs, Anthony Davis, people put him as a snub. I don't think it's a snub because yeah. he's got plenty of reasons why he doesn't deserve that kind of honor. Um, let's see. Lori Markinen was named All-NBA or Most Improved Player in the League, so there's some surprises that he didn't get on there. Uh, let's see. Did I not say... I did say Kevin Durant, didn't I? Because if I didn't say Kevin Durant, I don't even like the guy, and I think he's an All-NBA player. <laughs> I sure didn't say Kevin Durant. Uh, well, he was hurt yeah. for a chunk of the season. Yeah. Devin Booker's not on there. Eh. No, that super He's team the Suns have don't even have an all-in-being <laughs> player. <laughs> well, so that's interesting because, like I said, that affects a lot of their... And I think it's crazy to me that that is the case. Like, how would you feel if you... That a schmuck like us, because I guess we're technically media... Um, Gets to vote on your salary. Well, you know, so the year that uh, Jaw had uh, MVP votes, he only played in 57 games. Which they changed that because of next year's rules that go into yeah, play. Yeah, he played more games this year than he did last year. 
and he still didn't get it. <laughs> no, it and now, and because of it, because he didn't hit it, he can't make it. Like, how crazy is that? Like, can you imagine if you work somewhere where the guy so, in the yeah. lunchroom got That's, to vote and say, hey, Steven needs to get a pay decrease? So, he's... It's crazy. He averaged one point less from 27.4 to 26.2, but he went from 6.7 assists to 8.1. Though he's helping get baskets in other and ways. And 5.7 rebounds to 5.9. So hardly any like, change there. Like hardly so, any kind of a change, and, and he mean, played more. So he played more games, but I mean, let me see here. We had De'Aaron That's, Fox, twenty-five, four, and six, and he also won that Clutch Player of the Week. Those are not better numbers. Than, Those are not better numbers than y'all. And, uh, let's see, Jalen Brown, both both of, is still a guard. That's uh, twenty-seven, seven, and four. I rounded up seven, seven rebounds. Seven rebounds and okay. three point five assists. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, and it's better. Better rebounds, worse assists. Yeah, and, and less points. Better. We're about the same. Uh, well, I rounded. It was twenty six six. Oh, twenty six point two. So okay. yeah, yeah, essentially a wash. So uh, the only other guard would be. I mean, he's not. He didn't have better numbers than LeBron. Twenty eight, no. twenty nine, eight, and seven. So yeah. So it was basically him and De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, which we for that third, and I, I'm okay with Aaron Fox. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. I liked it. So I'm, no. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Memphis is okay with it. I'm, I'm sure the <laughs> Kings were probably wishing Fox would have missed it for paycheck purposes. But, uh, but I, I, I know that I, if I'm, if you're John Morant, you probably should sign your extension because I think that makes you extension. He's extension eligible, so I guess you just don't pay him yet. Just telling. Oh, okay. You just I guess you can just wait year. a year and yeah. go out next year. But but if you don't do it next year, then you're really screwed because now yeah. you might be. And you don't want Ooh. him to go to free agency. Yeah. So if you're them, you're going to try to pay him. Like that could be interesting. Yeah, to see yeah. That's going that to be a situation. Plays out, especially with the off the court issues. And the fact is, they supported him. Like while he was dealing with everything that was going on, they were pretty good to him. Yeah, they were. And the team did well. Like we think the biggest issue on that team is Dylan Brooks, but John didn't oh, help he the gone. situation. He gone. That boy is gone. But you, you know he was all NBA defensive. No, Brooks. Second team all NBA defense. So I don't care how much of a tool he is. Someone's picking him up. Wow. Like there were jokes that his next contract will be in China, <laughs> but in a league that doesn't display defense until the playoffs get here, he's gonna make a team. He might not be as a predominant role, but he says that his role was limited by the play calling of the coaching staff. I saw that. And that, that. he's got more to his offensive game. So that could be interesting. Like seeing, I mean, he's still a tool, and I still punch is. him in the face. Like but. I just like wherever he goes, like he needs to go to a team that's got a strong leader and tells him to shut up. Yeah. Like I don't want him to come to Dallas because Luca's not a strong leader. Not at all. So, uh, but that's I just about. I don't want him to come to Dallas either. Uh, I, <laughs> I already got to deal with one crybaby on my team. Thankfully, hand. we've got enough uh, wing defenders. There is another Jalen Williams in the NBA draft this year, so Oklahoma's probably going to draft that guy in the second round. Okay. That is our thing. We'd have three of them then. He didn't literally be a Spider-Man <laughs> me. Like, that would be us. So, uh, but that's about it for the NBA. Um, NFL, I mean, there's really not much to talk about in the NFL. Like, You know, that was this was one of the hardest things for him because, like, I kept on going over stuff, trying to find something to write down. And and I just, I just couldn't. I, honestly, the coolest thing that happened this week in the NFL is that Josh Allen can retire from football to go into slow pitch softball because that dude hits tanks. We saw that in a charity home run derby or whatever it was. But 
Another that, like, there's uh, just not, not... Foster Moreau. That's, oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's a cool big thing. deal. That's, Foster that's Moreau. The, that's the cool thing. Two months ago, we said on the show that he got, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, uh, with non... He has uh, lymphoma. Mo- uh, he was about... Yeah, no, he found uh, a deer... No, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And the Saints decided today that they are still going to give him a contract. He got a three-year, $12 million deal. Um... I, I mean, props to the Saints. I guess that they're looking at the science and saying people beat yeah, this so, form of cancer. No, he he got a uh, he got a goat from his nurse, uh, from his doctor. Like he's he's a goat. He beat cancer in two months. So that's impressive. I guess Hodgkin's <laughs> lymphoma is not as bad as non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. So I guess it's beatable. So, but I guess. I, a lot of people are still shocked that, you know, two months. With two, within two months, yeah. all of a sudden, now he's getting a three-year, $12 million contract. Yeah, that'll be, I mean, he wasn't a bad player for the Raiders. He wasn't a passing game threat, but Waller's an off-injured guy, I'm, so he played a lot. So, uh, so uh, people that I listened to, before the, the, the Hodgkins lymphoma stuff came out, they talked about their breakout tight end this year was going to be Foster Moreau because he's not going to be hindered by a Raiders offense anymore. True. And, and the he's Saints going to have be shown that, to team that will definitely hit that hit that spot. And he has he's rapport. best friends with Carr. Say, yeah, he has rapport. He with... wanted to go to New Orleans. Like he was uh, that could in be... the process of going to New Orleans, but have... they're the ones who found it. Yeah, and they have so, good weapons. Like yeah. they have Olave. If Thomas is healthy, he's a quality receiver. Um, I mean, they've got some quality players on that team. Yeah. There, there's some situation going on in the running back room with uh, Kamara. We don't know how that's going to go out and play, but they've got some pieces. It'll be fun to see uh, the championship for the XFL is this coming weekend. Yeah. The four and six well, Dallas Renegades. Arlington Renegades. Arlington Renegades, sorry. Play the DC Defenders who are like nine to one. They're gonna get stomped, it sounds like. <laughs> the Renegades were not supposed to win the last game either. If the Renegades win this game, they're five hundred on the year. And because of their one playoff win they already have, so And it'll be the first Dallas football Dallas based football team. To yeah. win the championship, it'll game. be the first championship we see that the Cal- uh, Dallas sees in Arlington in twenty five years. <laughs> Who knows? It could be the last we see in Arlington for twenty five years. Speaking <laughs> of that, um, the strength of schedule has come out. Yeah. So we we do Depressing. know a little bit about that, and and we've seen the some of the NFC road games. beast. Because that's what we're going to call this: the NFC beast. All four teams are in the top ten. Of the toughest schedule. Now they take, and that's basically because they're playing each other. Yeah, because the last year they all had quality records, and so that's gonna, you know, boost that overall. But Philadelphia is number one. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys are tied for third. Then you have, oh, sorry, with the Giants, and then you have the Commanders that are at eight. I like your strategically. uh, You hit the East. I have to heartbreak myself as the number two team on that list. Well, I wanted to hit those first because, you know, the NFC beast, you know, our main, our main target is the Dallas Cowboys fans. Yeah, yeah y'all are, unfortunate, Not mine. But. And, uh, and then, of course, the number two but team on that list is the Miami. Miami Dolphins. The, actually, our whole division's in there, too. It's any, anything east. Is it? Yeah. 
Dolphins two, Patriots, oh, Patriots three, Jets yeah. six, Bills Ooh. seven. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like and then and the and that's the only reason it's six seven is because wow. the Cowboys and Giants are tied for four, so really the Jets are fifth and the Bills are sixth. Like Wow. Okay. If you are in an East division, like you're in for a ride. Yeah. What I really like about this list though <laughs> it's like to be the is the Atlanta Falcons and the Houston Texans at thirty two and thirty. I see that one I have has the Saints at thirty one. And yeah, Saints. So at yeah, which for the Saints, you added a, you improved your roster, and you now have the worst like playoffs. Yeah, like you 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 are. There's we've established that you now have a rookie quarterback is in front of you in the Panthers, who technically isn't the starter yet. They're yeah, technically they're, just, running with they're, Andy they're going to make him earn it. Yeah, which so is a good thing. It is it instead is, of just going, you're the, you're the guy. Like now, no, go out there and earn but it. But as much as he's got to earn it, they did tell last year's third round quarterback or fourth round quarterback Corral, "Hey, you can't have number two anymore. Pick a New Jersey number," and they gave it to Bryce Young. So you got to earn some things, just not your jersey number. You get yeah. your jersey number. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it does kind of suck. For Corral, because I mean, Corral's not a bad quarterback. Uh, he's just he's, he was he hurt. Was draft, he was hurt, and he was drafted by another another regime. Yeah, like, this is a whole new whole new. He's one of those guys that system. it wouldn't be shocked if in like six years we forgot he's in the league and he gets thrown in to play a game and he has like a four hundred yard three touchdown game and they win and you're like, what the hell is that guy? Yeah, I don't remember him. And you're like, oh hell, like man, he was I, pretty I good. Was back in the day, he was at Ole Miss. Yeah. Like, he did good. And then so, he just disappeared. Another interesting one, looking at the bottom part of the list here, <clears throat> Tennessee. Because Tennessee sucked last year, but a lot of their suckage wasn't a lot of injuries. Like, they still have a bad roster, but in no, the division that, that... I mean, there, the division there, was, is there down. was quite a bit There's, of injuries. No there ones. are there wins that can be stolen in that division, though. Yeah. To, like, sneak into a, as a really bad wild card. Like, if you're another team, you want them to get in as a wild card. You don't want to play. I mean, I still think Jacksonville rolls the division. Oh, 100%. And so... Yeah. And that's that's Jacksonville could division. be... As, with Jacksonville sitting as the 23rd schedule and having to... Getting to play... It's not having to. It's really a getting to. You get to play the Colts twice. You get to play the Titans twice. And you get to play... Um, goodness, I just went blank on the last team in their division name, but we know the Titans. Titans, Colts, Texans twice. Oh, Texans, yeah. <clears throat> you can literally say you have six wins right there. I mean, pretty much. And so all you have to do is find your way to win eight more games, and you've got a 14-win season, and you're fighting and, for the one seed. you're playing two games in uh, overseas? Yeah, which for you is a home game. But. Yeah. And it really is. Jacksonville plays more games in London than anyone else. They only have one that's called a home game, because they only had to lose one true home game. Oh, okay. The so other one is, yeah, the other one, they're the road team. But... Because of how often they play in Jack in London, they have a fan base there. Yeah. Like they have oh, yeah. a base, and so even though they'll be the road team, they'll probably have the home field advantage. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And so it's really kind of like having nine home games, which in a weird way because it is in London. But there's a legitimate chance Jacksonville could play their way in because of the weak division into a one seed and not and have a first round bye. It's very possible. I mean, it just but, is. I mean, they have I'll, to get honest, some of those like, other betweener games though. Like. They are going to have to go a little bit through Houston, who is like, I mean, they're they are still in the process of rebuilding, and they yeah. got some things going on. But man, they could be a hot team. They could, and they but could you be have, a to, hot but it, that's all going to ride on how the rookie steps in the league. 
mean, yeah, if the rookie yeah. steps in the league and he struggles, oh well. I, well, you know, I mean, hell, we don't I mean, know. Anthony Richardson really... could jump into a Colts team that just a year ago we were talking like, and we forget everything that happened last year. We look at the Colts, and everyone was looking at that roster, going, "Shit, the Colts could—they could be somebody." Like, yeah. they were a popular talk about team with because they kept plugging in quarterbacks, and they couldn't find a guy, and they got Matt Ryan, and they were like, "With Jonathan Taylor there, that O line regressed hard last yeah. year." Yeah. But that Massive. offensive line had some very good talent pre in the season. Like a lot of teams had a top ten O line, good running game. Uh, I mean, they were coming no. off Jonathan Taylor being their leading running back in the league. Well, yeah, but that to me doesn't that doesn't mean your offensive line is good. Like when I looked at it, at one point I had. So Bernard Raymond is your left tackle. It's, well, no, I'm talking. Not, I'm not talking about this last year or this year. I'm the talking about yeah. two years ago. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And they yeah, then they had retirements and, and yeah, and all leave. that. And yeah. so you put you put Anthony Richardson in there with Jonathan Taylor. And if say Anthony Richardson is just truly hitting the grind right now, like say he really is just putting in all the work and just comes in and just shocks us all. He's got an offensive head coach. He's got a coach that worked with a skill set quarterback that needed these kind of growths and helped get him there. I mean. I, one, I'm picking Jonathan Taylor because Jonathan Taylor's about to see 375 carries this year. Is he? In a fantasy draft? Is oh, he? Oh, 100%. No. Because they're, not, they're still going to want to develop his throwing game. They're going to do a lot like With a did. running quarterback? He'll still see 300-plus carries. Bro. 300-plus carries. And he'll probably catch 10 or 30 passes. You don't think he sees 300 carries? No. Not with Not with a running quarterback. So then you think that because they just see Justin Fields Richardson like is going to be more run heavy than Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts had a better arm. Jalen Hurts was a good quarterback in college. Yeah, we have no. I mean, we, we don't know no, if he's, he's a good not, quarterback. Not saying that we don't know. Like we have a small window of going. He's not a good quarterback. This is true. So he's going to be a lot more like Lamar Jackson than he is any other quarterback, or Lamar Jackson than Justin Fields, and he is any well, other then, then in that case, type I still quarterback. would say you see a Jonathan Taylor bounce back on the basis that now you might over-pursue Richardson and open big plays. So even if just, Taylor sees less carries, he might see bigger plays. Because I, if there's I ever an over-pursue, you can't over-pursue either guy. Even if they go old I mean, school, I get, triple option I get the it. thought process, but there's a reason why in Baltimore... They just don't care about running backs because they've got one at quarterback who can also throw. Yeah. Like, that's going – It's they're going to end up finding that type of offense. So I shouldn't tell you that I think J.K. Dobbins is going to go for 1,300 yards. Yeah, that's year. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, especially hey. since they're trying to go a lot more pass-centric. So, the fact that their offense is actually going more pass, like, Dobbins is not going to do that. And, and – I would give like seventy five percent. The dude's going to get injured at least for be out for at least five games. I'm gonna hope that that doesn't happen. I really like because like he's he's not bad, but he gets injured every year. He well, hasn't he hasn't had a healthy season. Last yet. he got hurt the year he got hurt the, at the end of the year that was he had the ACL and he came back last year early and he did the right thing though by telling the team I don't think I'm right. Like he thinks he they said he could have played through it. But he was like, no, I'm not 100%. And then when he went back, got the reconstructive, the cleanup surgery done, and then came back the last four weeks of the season, he had like 300-yard games in the last three weeks. Like, then he was like, no, I'm yeah, healthy. Who they again. Like, I feel true. It, that probably plays in. Like, I didn't look. 
but he was also still playing with Huntley at quarterback. So it doesn't really matter who they're playing against. He's probably the bigger threat. Like, so that, and that, and that, like, I, I look at that a lot more when it comes to that information because when people bring that up when a certain player does something really good, I'm like, okay, but who do they play and how good was that team? Yeah. Because if they ran for 400 yards against a team that is 32nd against the run, then I yeah. don't care. Like, to me, it's like, oh, good for you. But, like, back on, on Anthony Richardson and and Jonathan Taylor, like, I think Jonathan Taylor's going to have a decent year. But he's going to have a healthy regression compared to a year, not last year, but the year before, the year. where he was actually yeah. really good. Like, I, he's not going to have that type of year because when he had that type of year, he had an unmobile quarterback, and they plowed through him with a really good offensive line, like, you're going to want to do a lot more with this young quarterback who has dynamic playing ability and run ability. Like, you're going to see a lot more of the Lamar Jackson-style offense than you are anything else. Yeah. and It'll be fun. And, watching I, and I will almost... Anything. Well, I don't want to say almost, but... Uh, like, because... Let me double-check this. Jonathan Taylor... Okay. <laughs> I looked at Jonathan Taylor to try to give me Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Let's see. Against Pittsburgh, Dobbin went for 120. Cleveland, he went for 125. And then Pittsburgh again, 93. Yeah. So, Cleveland is a is a good run defense, but Pittsburgh is not. Yeah. And then... <laughs> because I'm I'm pretty sure that whenever he did that was against them when they didn't even have T.J. Watt either. Uh, it would have been weeks 14 and 17. So, yeah. So... I basically, I, I basically I made my saying, point. But I still like he play. had a good game against Cleveland, but <clears throat> like so. And then to get on the topic of uh, Jonathan Taylor, the problem with him is he had forty receptions in twenty one for three hundred yards. Forty receptions. So. And they like and they brought in what was it, Marlon Mack? Was it Marlon Mack? No, 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 no. It was uh Mack was on the team at one point. It was yeah, that. it was uh, the guy from the Bills. Um, Forgive the birds in the background, guys. Y'all know we filmed um, kind of outside. I forgot who it was. <laughs> it was it was a running back from the Bills that they got that um I don't remember. Oh yeah. gosh. Hey, Anyways. by the way, update: the Knicks are blowing the heat out right now. It's a fifteen point game. Oh wow, almost. Um, wow. So there's your score update. But, uh, yeah, I forgot who it was, but the, it might have been Marlon Mack. Um, I can't remember. But, anyways, they, they used him a lot, and he did really well. And, like, I think that they're going to end up doing that type of offense, especially since Shane Steichen <clears throat> is from Philadelphia, where they don't value the running back that much. Like, yeah. That they value. They traded for it, but they didn't trade for ones that stay on the field. Exactly. <laughs> like they they value these guys where they can put them in better in different situations. So Taylor is going to be good, but I think if you're in a if you're in a fantasy draft and you take him, I don't know, like running back two or three, which is where he's getting. Like I think that might be rich right now. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, too. But I would still take him in the first round if I'm one of those that are in that back half. 
Like I would, I would definitely jump on him then. But if I'm one of those in that that little front section, like I wouldn't take. It. Yeah, that makes sense. The other uh, one more NFL thing, because we know there's not a lot, and then we'll slide into the next one. I'll say with the Eagles that we know they made some running back trades. Penny's one of those guys that just always gets the freak big injury, but when he's on yeah. the field, he's he's damn, dominant, hella effective, dominant, super good football player. Swift's one of those guys that has home run threat ability. Constantly has the nagging injury, the little one, the one that takes you out two weeks here, a week here, leave the game early here, come back next week kind of guy. Who takes number one back carries? Because Rashad Penny. You, you think it goes to Penny yeah. first? Then the next question is, is what does the mix end up with Kenneth Gainwell? Because he's been a guy that hasn't played bad for them. So, in my opinion, Kenneth Gainwell is probably running back four on that roster. Uh, because you have them two, and then I think Boston Scott is RB three, um, and then after him is is between Gainwell and uh, Trey Sermon that they traded for last year. From yeah, Atlanta. which Trey Sermon's proven that he and, was a flop at this point. Yeah. So. So well, I mean, once he had that that head injury, like he's kind of like Swift. Like when Swift got his first con- first concussion for Detroit, like he he's been downhill since. Sermon have a head injury. With the 49ers? You remember that? No. It was, it was his very him, first game. Was it? I remember him getting drafted, and I remember he didn't look good at the preseason, so he wasn't getting a lot of carries. And then I remember yeah, so he got hurt, and then Elijah – I guess he did get hurt his first so, – because then Elijah uh, Mitchell took Elijah over and Mitchell, out. Yeah, so it was uh, – when Elijah Mitchell came in, it was because Trey Sermon got his first snap as a starter because he came, he came in uh, the week before <laughs> when – Whoever it was, start running back. Yeah, uh, got hurt. Uh, so he came in and he looked really good. So they were like, oh, "He's our starter next week." And he came in the very first attempt. He got a concussion. He was out. Golly. And uh, you're like, "Oh man." And, that was and then since then, he has not tried to come back. And he has not looked the same. And the same thing happened to DeAndre Swift when he was a rookie. He got a concussion and wasn't in his first game, but it was after he got his first his first concussion. He has not looked the same since. Yeah, and I, I mean, he got a, they, they, the Lions gave him a ton of love when they did hard knocks. Like, he was constantly talked about as a guy that they were, oh, we love him, we love what he's got. Yeah. And he's good. He's, he has, he has, just yeah. can't stay on the field. Like, the dude was so, dominant at Georgia. Like, he looked really good. Yeah, so it'll be fun there. Um, so then we slide over to a little hockey. We get a we get some regional action going on. Stars tied the series last night with the Kraken. Whoop, whoop. Um, apparently, hockey stopped playing defense. Um, the over-under for game five is only six goals, and I think we've seen two teams score six by themselves. So I'm inclined to bet the over if I'm a hockey better. Just throwing that out there. Apparently, they don't care about stopping pucks. Um, the goal is to score as many goals as possible. Um, the Hurricanes play the Devils. I couldn't tell you a player on either team. I know that the Carolina Hurricanes lead the series 3-1, to one, and if they win, they knock the Devils out and they move on. Um, then the Maple Leafs are playing the Florida Panthers. That's going on tonight. Right now. Right now. Yep. May 10. Here we go. It's uh, 10 Ma- minutes left in the third. 1-0. to zero. And the Maple Leafs have the lead, which is good because from, I was listening to the radio the other day. I hit a national broadcast, and they're talking about this. So it's been like 20 years since the Maple Leafs even made it to the second round. And so the fans oh, wow. were all excited. That Wow. Remember, uh, we call Canadian hockey a Canadian sport, and yet Canada hadn't won a title in like 25 years. <laughs> and so the Maple Leafs making the second round was like this big deal. And then they just got punched in the mouth the first three games. And so like the question was on there was, was it worth winning in the first round if you were just going to get swept in the second round? 
Like if you're that, if that's your team, would you want to get out of the first round to get swept in the second round? But they might not get swept. They're sitting with the lead right now. So I would say still yes. I'd take the sweeping in the second round and be glad we got farther than we did the year before. Are you looking up how long it's been since Canada won in the Stanley Cup? Well, I looked up Canada, but it brought up the Canadians. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> stupid. If it's now, I'm sure I know it's been since this, but it's been. 1993 is the last time the Canadians won yeah. the Stanley Cup. But, yeah, stupid last people. Last time a team from Canada won the Stanley Cup. There we go. Uh, it was the Canadians in 93. That was, that, that was the last time. Really? Here's what it says here. 1993. Uh, let's see. Today's... Last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. The most recent championship in the... That was the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup, and it was the Canadians in 1992 to 1993. Yeah. So the Canadians, the country of Canada, has not seen a title since I was one. Two. <laughs> I was two. So in you 30 were two? years. I was two. <laughs> Are you that young? I'm 32. Man. 1991. So okay. Canada, you're right. trash. Man, I see you as the father Let's of see. Oh, I'm figure looking it at out. this right here. It says today this is Toronto's last appearance in the Stanley Cup Finals. The city of Dallas has more and Stanley Cups than the Canada. Longest does. active championship drought, not including the 04. No, two one, two o. Maple Leafs just put go. one in. <laughs> wow. So, and then the Golden Knights play the Orioles or the, the Orioles. So, <laughs> Orioles tonight. Yeah, whatever. But the other fun thing in hockey is, is like we talked about Wimbenyama that. Hockey had their draft like three days ago for the number one pick. And the number one pick coming out in hockey this year is much like Wimbenyama, much like the baseball draft. It's supposed to be like the next Sidney Crosby. Like this kid's supposed to be a stud. The Chicago Blackhawks won the pick. They're going to get him. His name's like Bedard or Bernard. I'm not going to act like I'll ever know his real name. Um, <laughs> but their season tickets went up by like forty one thousand or forty one million dollars and like a ton of new purchases. And this is a team that's like a famous hockey team. Like Chicago is pretty well versed in their fan base in in hockey. Like they go yes. watch them. They've been good in the recent years. Connor Bedard. Bedard. See, I even yeah. said his name right. Props to me. Um, but here's the part that sucks. And we talked about this before we started filming. The number two pick is the Ducks. And not only can the Ducks not keep Charlie Conway any good, and the Ducks can't, they can't keep Banks on the ice, but the year uh, Sidney Crosby came out, the, the uh, Ducks had the number two pick. This year, the Ducks have the number two pick. So they can't even drop the, the thought that they'd have good players because every time a generational player comes out, the Ducks have the second pick. So if that's the case, man, that sucks for them. <laughs> I mean, that's the, it's got it's to be heartbreaking. It's got to be. knowing that you get to watch especially if in front hits. of you draft. Like, you have to just beg he sucks. Like, just, yeah. just suck. Like, <laughs> please be bad. And please any, let us get the guy that needs to be happens, Michael Jordan. Any, yeah, like, anytime it happens in the NBA draft, like, you're like, this is the guy that's going to be the next, like, he's the biggest name we're going to see since. Like, the team picking second. The Grizzlies, when they got John Moran at two, begged that Zion would be a bust. So far, they got the right guy. Like, they're not yeah. bad. Like, yeah. 
Um, Wiggins I'm, went out number one to, I want to say, Cleveland, I mean, and they traded him. I mean, Portland and, and the Supersonics. Yeah. Greg Oden and Kevin Durant. Yeah, and, and you know what the worst part is? is have you ever looked? When Brandon Roy, Greg Oden, and uh, it's going to slip my mind, but uh, one other guy. Greg, Brandon Roy is another guy that was a phenomenal yeah. talent. Yeah. Roy, Oden, and there's one other guy, and it's going to drive me nuts. Brandon Roy, well, whatever it was, and when I find the name, I'll probably randomly announce it out loud, but when the three of them are all on the court together, which was only for, like, a span of literally 60 games, the Timberwolves were, like, 51 and 14 or something crazy because these guys were so good, they just couldn't stand the floor. Yeah. I'm, it's going to drive me nuts that I cannot remember his name. Well, let me see here. Blazers bringing out Brandon Roy, good luck charm for NBA draft, which yeah, because they're trying to land the number one pick, they get Wimbledon Young. So uh, Portland, uh, Aldridge. Maybe it was Aldridge. Here's this list here: five biggest what ifs in the history of sports. <laughs> it's of the past decade, and it's gonna have them. Uh, let's see. They passed on Durant, obviously, to pick Greg Oden. Yeah, like you said, their roster already had Lamarcus Aldridge and Zach. Oh, that's sad. They should have picked. <laughs> they had Aldridge and Zach Randolph on the team already. They still picked Greg Oden over Kevin yeah. Durant. Yeah. Secondly, they had Brandon Roy on the team. Man, if only. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had you had Kevin Durant's teammate, and Lamarcus Aldridge. No, they were teammates. Durant was a freshman, one and done. Lamarcus Aldridge. Oh, that's right. He was. Durant was a one. And Whatever. Done. His his same team teammate. Yeah, they both, went to, they both went to Texas. Same, same, same school. Yeah, they both went to Texas. It's gonna drive me nuts that I can't remember, but I, it might have been Aldridge. It was Aldridge. But like when the three of them were on the court, which was literally next to never, they were just insanely above five hundred. Um, but they yeah, because yeah, the here it is, here it is, it's Aldridge. Yeah, the problem was they just couldn't stay healthy, and like here's a game that they win one hundred six to sixty eight when all three guys played in the game together. Like, they were dominant when they could all play. So, uh, it'll be fun. That's that's about all we have for hockey, because somehow we found hockey to find a way to get away from hockey. So, <laughs> we did. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, baseball, we're in the middle of the season. I mean, it's, it's, it's the grind. We're in the second month. It's a long season. We know it is. We've still seen some good stuff. The Rays are on pace to be the greatest in regular season team in the history of baseball. They are on pace to win 127 games now. Um, I think they could play 500 ball the rest of the way, and they're already going to win 97 games or something, and they're in the playoffs. So, in case you didn't know, for the first time ever, we just saw a team clinch a playoff spot in May. <laughs> Barring severe injuries. I mean, that's that's just absolutely nuts. It's that, just, they're crazy. That like, you got a team that's doing that well. Yeah, they're, they're five games up in that division, though. That's all. That's what's crazy, because as we talk about East and football, here's the East and AL East. Rays, 29-9. They haven't even lost 10 games yet. Orioles, 24-13. Red Sox, 21-16. Blue Jays, 21-16. Yankees are in last at 21-17. And, 17. and the, did you hear the bullet that the, anybody that didn't get him signed dodge? So when the Rangers signed um, the guy who's hurt all the time, and I just went blank on his name, this is where you're supposed to save me. You got another name. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, that guy. The, you know what we're talking about. The pitcher yeah. whose name's going to yeah. come to our heads. Uh, DeGrom. Be, yes, DeGrom. I complained because DeGrom's had a years of injuries, and I didn't want a guy that's going to get hurt. That was my complaint for him going to the Rangers. I wanted Carlos Rondon. Well, guess what? Carlos Rondon has a, uh, what's the word? Chronic back issue and hasn't touched the field except for one inning in the preseason for the Yankees. And there's already whispers he won't pitch this season. And they just gave him five years, 168. Fully guaranteed baseball contract. He can't get, he's getting all that money if he never pitches an inning for the Yankees. Good Lord. So... Yankees caught a tough break there, and the Yankees have a ton of dudes injured. Like they're twenty-one and seventeen, and uh, Stanton's out. Judge was hurt. I'll tell you what, man, I, that East is something else because that division's stacked. Like the Central, the American League Central, first the best place. team is not ten and seventeen. Yeah, the Twins. <laughs> Second place is the the Tigers were so bad last year. Tigers were seventeen and nineteen. So I don't. We talked about uh, former Cub guys, and Javier Baez was awful last year for the Tigers. He was a big-name signing, played awful. About 20 games into this season, I don't want to say, it was about two and a half, three weeks ago, Javier Baez was batting in, like, the 108s. Like, it was awful. A.J. Hinch on national television grabbed Baez by the shirt and just reamed him out. Since then, Baez is batting, like, 370. <laughs> so if you don't think getting your ass chewed out is a bad thing, hey, when the coach man. comes at you, Ooh. like, it is needed sometimes. Because Baez has been balling or something with crazy numbers since he got chewed out. Um, sometimes you need that. Yeah, the Royals are awful. The White Sox are a absolute flop for all the talent they've had. Did you know there's only been three teams in the history of baseball that have never given a $100 million contract? Can you oh. name the three teams? The White Sox, the A's, and... The A's and White Sox are correct, which the White Sox is really surprising considering years of quality talent. Yeah, but... They've had some guys that could have gotten it. Even this, their biggest contract ever was this offseason. I was going to say, but... Uh, who, who would be the guy that would have, could have gotten it? Mark Verley, first name that comes to mind. Multiple-time gold glover, okay, consistently well, in the Cy yeah. Young competition. Yeah. That's Mark Burley instantly. AJ Pruszynski, years. Um, even if you gave him a ten-year, hundred million dollar deal, that's, that's still nine figures. Man, that's that, that. That's so long ago, though. At that point, there was there was no do way you know, he was going to get something. Do you know like who that. the biggest contract? At that point, no, do you know who the biggest contract the Oakland A's have ever given is? It was in like '02. Probably to. Uh, um, it was six years for sixty-six million. The biggest deal the A's have ever given. Mind you, their owner's worth $3.2 billion. Like, it's not because yeah, of lack of funds. Is it to Giambi? No. No? They let Giambi walk. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Duh, Chavez. Eric Chavez. Oh, yeah, and then they traded him. And then they traded him. Yeah. Six for 66. It's the biggest contract they've ever done. The Royals, biggest contract Royals. they've ever done is the last one. Their extension this or two years ago for Salvador Perez was four years, $84 million. Biggest deal they've ever given a player. Huh. And the Royals have won, I mean, they have years and years ago, but they're a yeah. team that's seen now. Yeah. Yeah. The White Sox have guys on the roster now that are good, that could get extensions. And the biggest money they've ever given was Andrew Benatendi for five years, $75 million. Who? Andrew Benatendi. He was a Red Sox. Last year he got traded to the Yankees from the, Roy, from the Royals. He's actually on the Royals. <laughs> he got a one-year deal with the Royals, played good with the Royals, got traded to the Yankees, played good there, went to the White Sox. And okay. wow. all three of those teams are the three worst teams in baseball that aren't the Cardinals. Ha <laughs> ha, suck it, Cardinals, you suck. 
So, uh, Rangers are still in first in their division. Angels are in second. Astros third. All three teams are over 500. Mariners are surging a little bit. They're one game below 500. Surprisingly, the Mariners and the Astros are both below 500 at their home ballparks. So, that's interesting. Um, but all four teams have, all four teams have hey. positive run differentials. Did you know that every team in baseball has a team that has the word Astros in their name, except for the Astros, has a player on their team with the, with the, doesn't have to say Astro, but the letters for Astro, at least one person on every team, except the Astros. Has a letter for the word Astros. Astros. Why well, has Astros? It has either an A S T R. Has Astro in the name? Doesn't have to be in that in that same order, but like S like Strowman. Huh. Every team. What an odd thing that someone yeah. took the time to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Every team has one player that has those letters in for, their name. In their name, for, in a, except order. for the Astros. They're the only team that doesn't have it. <laughs> wow. And then here's your fun one. The Pirates are 1-9 in, in their last 10. Ooh. And they're still in first in the division by one game. Wow. They're, they're have a, one, a half game lead that's, on the Brewers. That's impressive. 21-17. That's how good they started. And then they came back to earth. Well, that's because Milwaukee is 2-8 in their last 10. Also true. The and Cubs the are 3-7. Three three well, that's Red, why. The whole division is awful right now. <laughs> the Cubs have a plus 42 run differential. And a guy in Smiley, I believe his last is a, I just forgot the guy's name. I'll say it. He's like pacing for sight to take the lead in ERA number right now. And really? With a couple, okay. Yeah. Okay. And we're three and seven in our last game. So our whole division is that way. Except the Cardinals, of course. See, the Cardinals won three in a row, so they're on their way to getting to take the lead back. Um, the funny part with the Cardinals is they gave all that money to Wilson Contreras to be their catcher. Like, this is the proof that the catcher position matters. Like, they are the quarterback of the pitching staff. Oh, yeah. Because oh, Yadier yeah. Molina was not a great hitter the last six years. But the Cardinals kept winning. And as soon as you take Yadier Molina out, they have no one to play catcher. Contreras is not a good game caller. Contreras is a very good hitting catcher. And, like, not even a month later, now they've already said, you're a DH. A rotational really? catcher. He's now a wow. primary a DH, rotational catcher for that team. That's it. Like, he is not. And he, I mean, he's got a good batting average, but... That's insane. Now, I know, I watched a video of um, them, uh, some, I, it was a catcher for the Cardinals, and he was talking about how uh, how much power Yachty has with the organization, uh -huh. that they actually went up to him and asked him how that catcher was doing, and if they, if he thinks that they, oh no, no, it was about a pitcher, if, if he thinks uh, they should pull that pitcher, and he goes, I don't know, I'm not your catcher no more. Like, they went up to a guy that's not even playing for him and asked him if, if they should pull their pitcher. If Yadier Molina doesn't become a manager, it would almost be disgraceful to his baseball mind. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He knows the game. I hate the freaking Cardinals, but I respect Yadier Molina. He's one of those guys that you, you hate him because of who he's with, but you don't hate what he did. You, you hate him because of who he's with? Was with. He's not with me. Well, yeah. His association makes him back up. But you know what's funny is I love his brother. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking love Fat Benji running a triple out for a cycle for the Rangers. And, uh, that was great. That was great. great. One of the greatest cycles great. of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, which That was the fun fact of that one is, is that the year he hit that cycle was the year that the Rangers traded for him from the Giants. And then the Rangers lost the World Series to the Giants that year. Man, 
Man, I think... Oh, no, I know this I is right, because here's the fun part. No, because no, no, I'm, played, not, I'm not claiming yeah, that. Yeah, because he played for both teams. Even if he would have... Because he lost the World Series, he still got a World Series ring. If the Rangers would have won, he'd have got a World Series ring. He was in line to get a World Series championship ring, no matter what, while playing in the World Series. Because the Giants turned it around mid-season and made a hot run so behind guys like Matt Cain and Linscum and all that. Okay. So... Uh, so yeah, that's what exactly what I thought. So Benji Molina did that on my birthday. Did he really? The cycle, yeah. He did <laughs> that on July 16th, 2020. There you go, that's awesome. Because I was like, man, I'm fairly certain that was one of my little birthday like happenings that I have written down. Oh, that's And uh, I so I looked that up and I was like, it's exactly what it is. It's fun having it on my birthday except for like college football. Jackson Smith went, broke the Rose Bowl record on my birthday. So January 1st. Uh, you know, we're in baseball right now, so yeah. I'll go ahead and bring another one out. Baseball, uh, so, one of the coolest right, ones is Joe DiMaggio's hit streak. July 16th was the last hit. Oh, way to ruin it. Actually, I guess you no, no, I, yeah, yeah, I kept yeah, it live for one more day. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was the last hit. The next game is when it ended. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's not for Joe DiMaggio. He probably wanted to keep hitting. That's right, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, no, no one's ever touching his streak. The, the only thing that could come close, Luis Areza, the guy that was traded from the Twins to the Marlins, he's batting 398. He just below, just now dropped below a 400 average. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. killing it. Ronald Cunha Jr. is having a, a ridiculous year. He's hitting 340. Um, Clayton Kershaw, second in the league in wins. Pete Alonso, the polar bear, leads the league in home runs, and he's my favorite home run derby competitor you get. He's so fun when he hits in the derby. I wish he'd have won it last year. Uh, Doles Garcia leads the league in RBIs. So there's some fun things. Uh, Otani is third in the league in strikeouts. You know, because he passed Babe Ruth as the only player. He's now the most strikeouts for a two-way player of all time, passing Babe Ruth at 502. So now he's if he, if he ever was he's to the, make it... He's the greatest yeah, player hits, of all time. If now. he hits... Honestly, if he makes it... I mean, he, I, I, don't, I don't think these numbers even are required. If he makes it to... Hell, I'm going to reduce it. I'm going to say 400. If he makes it to 400 home runs and 1,500 strikeouts, is he the greatest player of all time? Like, untouchable greatest player of all time. Um, I mean, even, to, you have even, even those numbers seem lofty. Like, I don't think he has to get that many of career numbers because he's doing it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, like, if he like strikes out... 400 home runs, like, no. I, if he strikes out... Down to 300. I was saying, if you go 300 and strike out 1,000, I mean, that that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's up? And he'll strike what out 1,000. Like? If he stays healthy, so he'll strike out 1,000 in the next record five years. 5,000 something. Yeah. Uh, so, then you got Randy Johnson, who's under him with... Like three thousand or four thousand, like just right, barely over four thousand. I know it's not like there's a gap between him and, and Nolan. Yeah, no one, no one's gotten close to Nolan because Nolan threw until his arm literally was falling off. There were people, years. there were people saying that the last years that you'd go to a game, like he'd throw a pitch and you could hear him scream the f word as he would go with the ball, like he was just like in so much pain <laughs> that he would just say, oh, but he was still throwing like nine at, at like sixty two. He got clocked at like eighty two, like he was still throwing gas in his sixties. So. So yeah, he played yeah. So fifty seven, yeah. So five thousand seven hundred is is the record. Yeah, for so, Nolan, and then Randy Johnson is behind him with four thousand eight hundred. Justin. So Steele, yeah, I would, honestly, I mean to be honest, 
it could probably go under 3,000. Because, I mean, John Smoltz has got 3,000. 3,000 strikeouts? You're going to that. See, I didn't even go that high. I'd give him 1,500 strikeouts. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. 15, I'm thinking home runs. Yeah, yeah that's right. You can, good Lord. You can 1,500 <laughs> home runs. Or you can name 300 home runs, 1,500 strikeouts. He's probably going to won, that means, at least three or four MVPs. You just got to give him a World Series. Like, so, I, I hate that I'm saying this out loud, but I want, I would love the Angels to get really good. Like, I hope that they're in contention at the trade deadline, and they say F it with their farm system. I'm going to turn on the hot water. And go for it. Okay, let's look up this one real quick. The home runs for a career, just to see where 300 would be. Th- wow. Okay, 300, 300 even would put him at 154. Yeah. But 300 but home runs ha- with a Considering career. that with yeah, the Yeah, with his pitching yeah, stats, yeah. you just have to come into that. Like, he's looking at a career... Look, right now his career ERA is a 293. He's already pitched 395 innings, 507 strikeouts. So he's well over a strikeout an inning. Um, I mean, he's got... 32 wins and 15 losses, and that's partly because of who he plays for. Win-losses are hard to be a judgment of. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's just hard to say that he can't, he won't go down as the best player we've ever seen. Because, like, even right now, there's a kid at LSU that's coming out. One of the draft prospects is a highly touted, was a very big hitter. Like, who's a very good hitter and pitcher combo. The kid that's supposed to go number two. His name is slipping. I'm going to remember it. Um, Score update. Oh, yeah, score update. Oh, four-point game. Miami's down by four. Jimmy Butler probably said, hey, guys, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> and you don't argue with Jimmy Butler down in the yeah, playoffs. Here's, here's a cool little uh, thing here. Um, of the active players on the uh, strikeout list, Verlander is 13th with 3,200, or 3,210. Yeah. And Scherzer is at 12 at 3,213. Huh, and same team. Paul Skeens, that's his name. They are about a hundred away from both getting into the top ten, or one at least one of them, uh, to pass Phil Niekro and then uh, Greg Maddox. So 32, 32, 13, and thirty-two ten uh, to pass Greg Maddox. You would have to get thirty-three seventy-one, huh? Or thirty-three seventy-two technically to pass him, but. I mean, they're they're both on that kind of right there to where they can both be in the top ten. So we literally have two guys that we could watch, yeah, like possibly get into the top ten this year. Yeah, and as long as they stay healthy, that'll be it. And this is the kid's name. His name is Paul Skeens. He's six six two thirty five. His first two years in college, he played at the university or he played for the Air Force Academy, Um, and then he transferred to LSU as a two way player. He would, most people show him to be a top five pick, or he's a top two pick. Like, he's going number two, most people say, in, as a pitcher. Because he has a 93 to 95 mile hour fastball that gets up to 99. He's averaging 98 miles oh, yeah. per, hour, per hour and hit 102 the LSU this season. Not counting some of his breaking stuff. But he would go in the top three rounds because of his position playing ability. But at LSU, he hasn't hit any because LSU's ridiculously talented and like Paul Dylan Cruz is the number one pick in the draft and there's whispers of him being Barry Bonds (laughs) like 
That's how good he's supposed to be. So, already six, and he'll be a pirate. Hitting 633 on base. Huh. Where Barry Bonds started. What? He's going to be a pirate? Yeah, he's going to be a pirate. Where Barry Bonds started. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, <laughs> ironically, that'll be where he ends up. So <laughs> That's kind of cool if he's yeah, being compared to that. The first, and that's where he's going to end up going. In this year's MLB prospect list, the top five picks, four of them are outfielders. So it's a very outfield heavy okay. draft yeah. they're showing. A couple of shortstops. A lot of college guys on the list. You usually see a lot of uh, high school kids coming up. Here's a kid from Texas, a catcher. First round talent, oh, middle of the first round. Uh, there's Oregon. You see a Texas Christian, TCU third baseman on here. Mm, uh, Round Rock, <laughs> kid from Round Rock High School. Okay. Down here. You know, that's some, base, that's, yeah. High school kids get drafted Texas. in baseball, so it's not uncommon. We got a kid from Forney that's in one of the organizations right now. I can't remember his really? name. Really? Yeah, Forney High School kid. Um, so there will be some guys, Porter High School, in the top 100. So. But other than that, there's really not much left. Uh, like we said, wasn't a crazy week. Did you see Guardians? I have not. You haven't seen it no, yet? No, I haven't. I wasn't, able to, I wasn't able to go. I went Sunday morning at 11 o'clock in the morning. I was all dressed for softball. I wore my leggings and everything. That way I could go straight to my league night game. And then Lee was rained out. I'm sorry. I'll text you next time. We took the whole family. Wife, kids. Uh, roommates, we were there the minute that dang thing opened. Literally one of the first movies that came on, and we were in the theater, popping in. And then I'm already getting ready for Fast and the Furious because I know how it's gonna be. Uh, 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 and uh, oh, Quantum Mania uh, comes to Disney Plus next week. Yeah, and then completely un superhero or car related at all. The next movie that I will be going to see. So preface this with I'm not a stand up comedian guy. Like it's just never been. Like I. They're funny. You know where I'm going with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But The Machine is the greatest stand-up story of all time, and I will not miss that movie. Dude, that... It I, looks amazing! When I, when I first saw that, that trailer, dude, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I tried like, to buy tickets that night. so stupid. It's going to be awesome. But it's going to be so good. They have freaking Luke Skywalker as his dad. <laughs> it's amazing! I literally texted it to... Like, I have a chat with some of my buddies that we go, like, the river float with and some others. And I was like, so when are we planning to go see this? Because I'm going to <laughs> Like, I'm going to see it multiple times. I have one of my friends, his wife, that had said that she's never been to a drive-in. And I was like, oh, I'll borrow man. my father-in-law's truck. You grab your truck. We'll invite the other buddies. We'll all hit oh, Ennis. Yeah. Pop that bitch down with a cooler of cold ones. And we'll watch Burt Kaiser right there. Like, yeah, it'll be that awesome. Would, that would be Oh yeah, and 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 it would be a double feature, so they'll be playing. No, they don't too. do double features anymore. Really? They stopped Aww. doing them. COVID it was one of the things they stopped at COVID. They stopped doing double features because they were doing filler movies just to keep it open during COVID. Um, but they and it sucks because I'll be honest, when you back when they were paying six bucks a ticket, you couldn't get a better concession stand. Yeah. Two, it was three dollars for yeah. a burger, four dollars for popcorn. Like it was crazy reasonably priced. Like I'm not gonna say cheap because that's rude. The prices were reasonable. They were fair for what you were getting. And then you could go out there that you weren't, you're not supposed to bring a cooler in, but they didn't look. No. We'd bring in, we'd bring the cooler and the girls would have their white claws with cold beers and just sit there and we got to go. Like, we're about to watch this movie. Smoking things that probably weren't cigarettes and they didn't get like. <laughs> <laughs> And so, no, I'm already trying to get the books because that is, that will be the next movie theater movie I'm at. Honestly, when you started talking about stand-up, I thought you were going to uh, bring up the uh, comedian that's going to be in Austin. 
um, man, I forgot his name. Oh, it's been Matt Riff. Matt Riff. I have a go. buddy that has tickets to that. My buddy Preston. He I, he sometimes listens if he does. I shout yeah. him out. I'll text him and tell him I did. But um, he's got tickets to see that in Austin. He's super excited. And oh, like yeah. he comes up on my Facebook timeline. Oh man! All like the there time. was there was All one the that I literally just saw like while I was show prepping today, and it's him, and he's like. Can you smoke weed in Alabama? And they're like, no. And he goes, well, how cool are the cops? And he's like yelling at the cop at the corner of the room. And he's like, it's just a vape officer. (laughs) (laughs) He has no Fs given. He's hilarious. He is the one with the 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 WNBA. Um, Yes. That that one one had me rolling. I sent that one around where he was like, he sends it out, and I'll, I'll post it in our chat, uh, our uh, Facebook page, because I don't care. It's hilarious. He's like, she, the girl comes out and goes, my mom's a WBA. Don't offend her. And he goes, oh, so you're not from money. <laughs> Just instantly. And then he's like, oh, man, I dunked on you. Oh, wait, that was a real layup. Like, absolutely he, crushing he was, her. He was roasting her. Oh, oh, it was so good. But he's got, he's got so many, like, that, um, the girl, the girl that I've, I've been uh, talking to for a while. She she absolutely loves him, and like anytime we see a video pop up, it doesn't matter if we've already seen it. She'll send it to me, or I'll send one to her, and like it just gets us rolling. Yeah, like it's just it's so funny. He is freakishly hilarious. Speaking of Justin Verlander, he just accomplished something. He has now earned a win against all thirty teams in baseball. Wow. So I guess he beat. Who they play tonight? A team. They played somebody. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 on this right now. Uh, ESPN, MLB. Let's see scores. He got the win today, so it had to be today. He pitches for the Mets now. So who did the Mets beat? The Mets beat the Reds. The Cincinnati Reds were the last team he was waiting to beat. Wow. That's almost comical. <laughs> like really? Oh, the Orioles beat the Rays today, two to one. What a game. So Okay. But uh yeah, other than that, I mean, good laughs. We'll keep building things up. It's gonna be kind of slow. It's talk about the playoffs. There's yeah. two playoffs going on. Baseball season, football season will slowly ramp. It'll probably be some shorter episodes going forward and talk about the fun stuff and random laughs. So you got yeah. nothing else? I got nothing else? Uh no, no, there's there's really nothing else going on. Um I think we did a really good job tonight. Yeah, I think so too. Oh uh the horse, one of the horses that didn't die or get injured ended up winning the horse race. Um, cause no, like, yeah, Mage, that's right. Uh, Mage won the horse yeah. race 15 to 1 odds. Um, he ran a lot like the favorite, they said, so not too much of a shock. He just wasn't experienced. So that's I'm going to tell you, he's not going to win the uh, Preakness. Uh, when you get in your betting thing, um, Asian Arms, I believe, is the horse's name. He was fetching him down, uh, down the stretch. And um, the Preakness is about a quarter mile longer. So if you get to the Preakness, he would have passed him. So if you get, I'm just being honest, I, w- I was watching it all live. I have, we were at a family event and I shut the whole family down. I was like, wait a second, guys, I'm watching the horse race. And they're all like, are you freaking kidding me? We want to play cornhole. And they all waited and watched the race with me. I'm like, guys, it's two minutes. Shut up. So, um, but yeah, yeah. A- Agent of Arms or whatever his name is, he's probably going to be the favorite for the second race. So I keep an eye on that. But, uh, Anything happening golf? Uh, not that I know of, except for all the craziness. I know that I'm 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 about to go in tonight when we're done and filming and cutting, and I'm gonna watch the last episode of Ted Lasso because I'm all the way caught up and it's amazing. 
Oh, it's yeah. got me wanting to buy FIFA. So, um... Such a good yeah, show. I don't know if you know, but it's ending after season three. No. Yeah. No, why did you yeah. just break my heart on live live recording? Like, totally heartbroken right now. Yeah. Is it just not doing well? No, I, I think that's just, you know, what they decided to do was just ended it after season Dang, three. Dang, that's super depressing, because it's, it's really good. That's going to hurt my wife's heart. I don't know if I should tell her. I should maybe let her watch it live. <laughs> she's going to watch this. Yeah, I know. She's going to listen to the show and she's going to hear it on her way to work. Do I want her to be pissed at me all day or just tell her now, hey, by the way, babe, this is going to hurt your feelings. I'll say this, though. Like, the show has done an amazing job not just being a comedy. Like, they've gotten to where they're touching on some serious, like, events and things. Um, and so, I don't know. But other than that, that's it. Uh, Y'all have a good time. Oh, uh, so they said that there's a possibility that a season four could happen, but it would be uh, around 2025. Oh my God, that's two years. That's as bad as the stupid dragon one I don't want to watch. Well, that's, you know, we got you, we got a, we got a writer's. Uh, um, oh yeah, there's that thing going on that I don't really understand. Um, Pick it, March. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Protest. Protest. Well, not protest. Yeah. Uh, um, They're holding paper signs saying we won't write. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, a lot rally. of it, uh, a lot of it is is that um, what I've been reading is it's not anything bad. It's just they're not getting paid like very well at all. Like they can't afford to live off of what they're getting paid, which is insane because the money the Hollywood yeah. gets is ridiculous. So, so, and that's what they're saying is like we Cut. just want like something fair to where we can actually like live right in a place, place, like so that we can have Cut. a home. Cut ten thousand dollars off of every actor in the show's salary. Kick it back to the guy writing the damn script, and he's gonna get one hundred fifty thousand a year, and he's happy. Like I just fixed yeah. your problem, Hollywood. Yeah. There's your like, advice for free. And that, that's all it is, is, you know, they just, they want a, something more so that they could actually, like, instead of it being like a second job, have it actually be their job to be a writer, but they can't afford to be a writer because they're not getting paid very much. Yeah. So that's, that's all it is with that, and it is going to affect a lot of movies and shows and We'll Things see like lots that. of delays, unfortunately. That yeah. means, oh, that's going to suck. Or we're, going to, we're going to start seeing a lot it's going of to end up bad being like shows. Three years before we see Fast 10 2 now because of it. Hopefully, they've written the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, so, by the time know. they're done, they're all going to be old people. It's going to be the grandparents. <laughs> so, but, all right, now for real, we'll yeah. call it up. 